Hello, everybody. Good morning and welcome into the NBA front office show. We've got a lot to get into today. A lot of things went on around the NBA last night. We've got a few injuries to talk about. We've got a few pretty close games, including one involving my Lakers. A lot to do today. And I already got a fired up text this morning from our very own Keith Smith. So I know he's ready to go. Yeah, 100%. I've got a couple things that I'm uh I'm ready to rant on, man. At least one of the th- things I'm fired up about, you are fired up with me. Nice. Um, so let's get that off the top before we get into anything. Okay. The NBA did a good job cleaning up the ridiculous flop yes. fouls and all that stuff. Now, let's get rid of the tape. Please. Files, the so-called Euro fouls. They're called Euro fouls because they were so big in the um, in Europe that Europe cleaned they them fixed up. it already. Got rid of them. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been cleaned up at the high school level, the G League level, every level but the NBA. Let's get rid of the take fouls. You're ruining fast breaks, which are one of the most exciting parts of the the, the game. We saw on Monday night alone multiple fast break dunks, including a couple where defenders challenged mm-hmm. guys and the like. So let's go with that. No more take fouls. Punish it severely, just like a clear path. I'm fine leaving it to up to the officials judgment. If there was an actual play on the ball or just to take foul, leave it to the refs and then let's go. But, but that that's it. I'm going to, uh, I'll step off that one. I've got a couple more coming a little bit later. In the well, show. let me just say in, in terms of the take fouls, anytime you can take one of the most exciting plays in basketball, a fast break and turn it into, into one of the most boring plays in basketball, a sideline out of bounds. You have to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. You got to do that because that is a pleasant viewing experience. And I say that as somebody who look, we've got Deandre Jordan on the Lakers, right? He likes to just extend a Groot arm and grab somebody rather than actually run back down the floor yeah. a decent amount of the time. And it's still, it's got to go. It's got to go in terms of the NBA product. It would be so much better if you could get rid of that. And again, credit to the NBA for getting rid of the Trey Young foul, the James Harden foul. Although now the Nets are complaining about the the James Harden foul <laughs> situation. Shocker there, but uh, but good job to the NBA for dealing with that because that not only was bad, was frustrating from a fan view- viewing experience. I thought that made the NBA look bad internationally around the world. Other leagues were looking at that thinking what is the nba doing and then we saw how messed up it was when we got to the olympics and team usa players were trying that stuff and getting frustrated when they weren't getting those ridiculous calls but the next step to clean things up is indeed getting rid of the take foul so i'm with you on that one keith that has been my pet peeve of the season yeah, absolutely. Grant Williams used to do it so often for the Celtics that I created a meme. It was the 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 two girl meme with the boys like walking oh, yeah, with his yeah. girlfriend yep. and he's looking. And it was like, and I had it, Grant Williams back on defense, taking a foul to stop the fast break. <laughs> like that he did it, he would do it at least once every single game. And now, you know, it's cleaning up. Hey, we got breaking news before Ooh. we get into the games. I don't know if you saw uh-uh. it. Uh, and it's not good news oh. on the injury. Oh no. Uh, Bulls all-star Zach Levine has a small ligament tear in the thumb of his non-shooting hand, but intends to play through the injury, sources tell Sham Sharani of The Athletic. It's a matter of pain tolerance, and Levine wants to play as Chicago starts the season four and now. That's, that's not no. good. Um, thankfully, it's in his non-shooting yes. hand, so hopefully it is something he can play through and get through. Um, but that that's tough. If, if he has to miss time, the Bulls are off to this great start. Now, we're about to find out how real it is because they're going to start playing better teams over the next uh, about, let's call it three, four mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, their schedule uh, gets significantly harder. Um, but 
I always say you 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 don't make the schedule. You play the teams in front of you, and they took care of those teams. Some of them with relative yeah. ease. So, uh, you know, kind of something to keep an eye on now with the Bulls uh, as they they got their season off to this great. Start. Yeah, you know they've looked good so far, but like you mentioned, a ligament tear in your thumb. That's not uncommon. Taylor Horton Tucker's dealing with that right now. However, he's dealing it with it on his shooting hand, and it sounds like Zach Levine's a little bit more minor, so he's going to try to actually play through that thing. But still, not not a great situation. That's one where every time you catch the ball every time you dribble with that hand it's it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with so we'll see if he can play through it hopefully he can because he's a great player the bulls are off to an amazing start and uh and i think they need it you know there was a lot of hype around the bulls coming into the season bulls fans were very excited yeah and uh and so you'd hate to see that that get uh derailed due to injury and a couple of those games felt like games they would have lost uh, in prior years, uh, just would have not been able to come back and make the plays they needed to make. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, a little, little, uh, little, little disappointing um, to to see um, Levine injured. But let's hope he can make it through it and, and go from yeah. there. So, uh, all right, you ready to yeah. go? Yeah, let's, let's talk some games. Let's go Seventy uh, Sixers and Knicks first. They're, they're first on the list here. So Seventy Sixers Knicks. The Knicks had a bounce back performance after dropping a game to the Orlando yep. Magic. Came back, fired up, upset that they had lost that one, and they beat the 76ers, who are, even without Ben Simmons, a good team, beat them 112-99. to By the way, I did see there's now chants in opposing arenas when the 76ers play of <laughs> where's Ben Simmons. And apparently that no Simmons siren. No, You're not getting no Simmons siren on that one. But <laughs> um, but the 76ers do fall. You know, Joel Embiid, not a very Joel Embiid-esque stat line for him. Yeah. 14 points, six boards, uh, five turnovers, 10 for 11 at the line, but just two of seven shooting overall. Kind of a bizarre night in Phil- with uh, Philadelphia in that so, regard. So far, early season trend uh, with Joel Embiid. This is not one of my rants, but it could have been. A lot of jump shots. Yeah. Out of him, he's taking a lot of shots outside the the paint. Not necessarily three pointers, but but more of those long twos. Uh, concerning for Joel Embiid was asked about the knee injury mm-hmm. that he suffered, which was deemed not to be a serious one, and he said, "Yeah, it's kind of bothering me, but I'm gonna play through it." Uh, that's worries. Yeah. Uh, for 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 this for his track record with health and all that so let's just hope off night for him uh that that he'll bounce back Uh, on the sixture side tobias harris was uh kind of the only guy who really showed up to play in this one 23 9 and 9 uh the nine assists were interesting they did something that um didn't necessarily work out in this game but something i've been wanting to see is put the ball in his hands a little bit more uh utilize him especially without simmons there um terry smacks can do some stuff but he's he's just not not a pure point guard yet, a very young guard. He's trying to figure things out. So I'd like to see them run uh, more two-man actions with Harrison and Bede. I think Harris can handle more mm-hmm. of the ball handling and playmaking uh, in pick and rolls. Uh, so let's see where, where that goes. On the Knicks side, um, it. so I'm going to complain about something which seems nitpicky because they won. But Julius Randle, he falls in love with those mid-range jumpers well, yeah. um, off the dribble. And it's just not great for him. And this is a team with Embiid kind of off his game a little bit, where I thought he might have been able to get inside a little bit more and do some more damage. 7 of 18 shooting. Um, Also, to points again in this game, at various points where where things tightened up a little bit and in that, where he didn't necessarily trust his teammates. Again, and I don't, don't love seeing that either. They They really took control 
of this game in the second quarter and blew, blew the doors off. The Sixers reserves just had nothing to start that quarter against the Knicks bench. Uh, and when, and then Kemba Walker, really nice game for him. Uh, he feasts against that drop coverage. Yeah. If you, you yes. play the big lays back, he's going to dribble right into pull-ups and, and knock him down. And he did that a handful of times in this one. And then Fournier, it's the same thing. He'll take little deeper ones. Usually uh, where Walker's going to get downhill a little bit more and pull up. Uh, Fournier is just going to take the one or two dribble pull up uh, from the outside. And he, he had a nice game too. So, um, like I said, little nitpicky on the Randall stuff, but the Knicks uh, really defended well, got after it, and really you know uh, did did their thing against the Sixers team. That, quite frankly, right now looks a little bit more. Well, I mean, with Randall, we have to remember Randall is very left hand dominant. Um, he also doesn't have a tremendously long wingspan, so when he's attacking the basket at the at the rim, he's well. I mean, he's got some limitations there in terms of his ability to score inside now he's got ways to get around that he's he's developed some different shots and everything at the basket to try to help him get shots up over bigger guys but it's also meant that he's had to get better and better at that jumper that was always the big question for randall in terms of could he make the next leap could he become very consistent with that mid-range jumper and last season the answer was yes and it's a big part of why he became an all-star now he's a versatile player he can pass dribble rebound do all sorts of things so he's got a lot more to his game than just that but the mid-range jumper is a big part of it and if that's not falling, that's going to be a big detriment to him and his overall value. You look on the season, he's only shooting 42% from the field right now. And for a guy that's yeah. that big, that powerful, uh, that certainly should be a lot higher, below 40% in his last two games in a row. So hopefully that's something that will tick up. Again, only four games into the season. He was an all-star last year. And there's plenty of time for him to round back into form, but just something to watch so far. Yeah, not good enough. Yes. That's just if you're going to shoot those. And that's not going to be good enough to maintain where the Knicks are hoping to take that step forward in an Eastern Conference that is better. Uh, interestingly enough, man, I don't know if you noticed this, that was the only game involving Eastern Conference teams last night. Every that other is game, correct. Western Conference. Um, so, yeah, uh, between Western Conference teams, too. So uh, first one was the Warriors and the Thunder. Uh, if you're ready to Let's jump do it. to that one. Let's do it. And the uh, the, the Warriors, um, they get challenged yeah. in this one. Uh, this looked like those old school dynasty Warriors where it's like, just roll the ball mm-hmm. out, we're going to show up and blow the doors off a team. And they get a Thunder team that, that at least plays really hard, even if they're uh, not very good. Yeah, the Thunder were everywhere in this game. They were flying up and down the floor. They played like they were expecting to win. Right. Like you see teams where if they know they're going to lose, they come out and they they put forth the effort and everything. But you can tell like when they start to lose, they they kind of just, eh, OK, yeah, we were always going to lose this yep. game. That was not the Thunder. They went out and attacked the Warriors. And I think they really caught them by surprise, had a lead at halftime. The Warriors then righted the ship in the third quarter. But the Thunder looked really good. They were running a, a spread offense, five out, and they were getting the Warriors rotating and finding open looks all over the place. Didn't really run a true center. James Robinson Earl was the was the, the big... Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. Sorry, wrong guy. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, you did, did you get caught like James Earl Jones? Yes, like, that's like, that's where I went to. Name? Yeah, that's where I went I, to I, with I, it. Why I knew was because I've done it too. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, and I'll tell you what on the um, the live broadcast they they're calling him in OKC. They're just calling him JRE. And I yeah. swear I'm working on some Laker stuff. And I and he's they <laughs> I heard JR Reed and I went yes. what. Same. <laughs> 
<laughs> same, same. I and I was like, man, Jared Reed, like that's a throw. I like I was dialed in enough on the game that I knew it wasn't. But a, but the first time I heard it, I was like, is he like an assistant? Coach yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I know exactly. Like I went time traveling, but anyway. Getting back on on track, the Thunder they were they were impressive just with their hustle, the way they got after this game, the way they really attacked the Warriors. Now the Warriors are just a better team, and so it's not a surprise they walked away with the win. But the Thunder did not make that make it easy for them, and that's exactly what you want to see if you are Oklahoma City. You want to see losses at the end of the day. Let's be real, playing for ping pong balls. But you sure. want to see the young guys competing, and you want to see them getting better. And I think they they saw that last night. Yeah, all right. You ready for rant number yes. one? Yes, let's go. What is the vision for OKC? I don't get it. I don't understand what the thought process of the way this roster is put together. And I realize they are very much in the building phase mm-hmm. of figuring it out and just trying to sort pieces. But I like Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I think he is going to be a quality rotation player. I think he should have been drafted higher than he was. But he's not a center. This is this is stupid. You traded for Derek Favors for a reason. He's too good now to play. I mean, he's Derek Favors. Yeah. Like you can play him for 20 minutes a night and be more competitive than this. I don't so so there's there's number one, they have nothing resembling a center on this roster that they can move forward with. And let's not even go too far with the death of centers stuff in the uh, NBA yeah. because they could have drafted Alperin Schengen. And, that's, and just that's stuck it. on that pick. And they traded that for two future picks that aren't even going to be good ones. They're very heavily protected picks from the Wizards and from the um uh Trailblade or Trailblade. Where they traded them to the Rockets. It's mm. the Wizards and somebody um that, that they are. I'll look it up to make sure I have the strike. So I'm gonna rant. I can I can look I while you're ranting. Probably get it right. But anyway, it is like what's bought Detroit. Detroit and the Wizards. Okay. Um in the Detroit pick is it's essentially lottery plus protected and the wizards pick is lottery protected forever. So you're never going to get a good picks out of right. it. So there, there, there's problem one, um, kicking the can down the road. And, and I would like to know, did they just believe that Schengen is not going to be good? And that's why they were like, it's just not worth it there. But so there's problem number mm-hmm. one. My next issue is I love Lou Dort's competitiveness. I love the way he gets after it. He cannot shoot. He is an awful shooter. He's under 40% for his career from two overall from three. Like it's bad. So, so you have that issue. Josh Giddy, for as fun as he mm-hmm. is and all the different things he can do, can't shoot. Shea Gilgis Alexander, love him. Star player. Shooting's a little shaky at times. So where are we going? With these guys, Darius Baisley doesn't look like he's overly improved. Still, you know, very young guy. Pokashevsky could, I don't know that he could cover me <laughs> off the dribble <laughs> at this point. And that's pathetic. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see the vision for how this is coming together. Whereas in Orlando, mm-hmm. in Houston, in Detroit, teams in similar, similar places, I don't necessarily agree with what the Cavs are doing, but you can kind of understand where the Cavs are going. Um, Even if you don't agree, you can see what their thought process was. I just don't see what the thought process is with OKC. And the other thing is now you've kind of, because of all the draft picks that they have, you can't do what the 
what the Nets did when they were really bad after the trade with Boston, which was the diamond mining process of bringing in guys, your two, three, four, mm. seeing just churning through guys. That's how Joe Harris popped. That's how Spencer Dinwiddie popped. That's how you find some guys. OKC can't really do that because they don't have the roster spots because they're locked into so many of these young guys that were their own players. So that's my issue with right now with the Thunder. They may threaten all-time worst record uh, in NBA history. They're th- they're that bad. It is really, really awful. And you know at some point uh, SGA is getting shut down for a couple weeks. I will stop. I'll step <laughs> off the soapbox. I have a second one coming a little bit later. It'll be shorter, I promise. But I, I'm, I'm not I, – I don't get it with OKC. Well, my, my thinking with the Derek Favors situation was when I first saw the lineup the Thunder were putting out there was – please let them do that tomorrow night against the Lakers so they get on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, I have a feeling Derek Favors will play in tonight's game against the Lakers. Yeah. Otherwise, I, and who knows, maybe, you know, fingers crossed, we'll see if Anthony Davis plays. But if not, the Lakers are going to feast at the rim. And I think maybe the choice was, okay, well, if we're going to rest him for one game, let's rest him against Kevon Looney instead of resting him against Anthony Davis, which that, that makes some sense. Yeah. Um, but... Still, why are you why are you resting Derek Favors to begin with? Is that yeah, is that something you October. Yeah, we're we're, we're four November. games into the season. Is that something we really need to do right now? And then in terms of the Schengen thing, yeah, that, that's just a big miss, right, by them. Because you look yeah. at this roster, what do they need? A center. He'd be you could play him 25, 30 minutes a night right now on this team. And who cares hey. if you lose games? Hey. But you'd be yep. developing him, and you'd be doing that moving forward. Yep. They've got tons of picks, but they've got to turn those picks into something. And right now, the only yep. something they've really got is Shea Gilgis Alexander. We'll see what happens with Giddy. I do like Giddy. I think he's going to be good moving forward. I like him too. He just can't shoot. Yeah, and so you need to find so those pieces, which is easier yeah, said than can. done because everybody's trying to find yep. shooting. Yeah, and we're going to talk to Lakers in a little bit. But one of the things the Lakers are going through with their own pains is in today's NBA, you can't play more than one non-shooter at a time. Yeah. It's just it's too hard to to create and find uh, good offense on the Warriors side since we barely <laughs> talked about them and they won this game. Uh, they do not win this game without Damian Lee yeah. off the bench, twenty points. He he really um, was came in and helped stabilize and get them in, into it. Uh, as much as it hurts me, because our guy Jordan year, Poole, he was better than Jordan Poole yeah. uh, was in this game. But seven assists for Jordan Poole, and that speaks to a bigger thing with the Warriors. 30 assists on 39 baskets, uh, which is, you know, that's, that's the Warriors. That's impressive stuff. And that, that's how, you know, they get it done. But all right, I, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Let's move on to another Let's, bad uh, another Dallas bad game. Dallas and, <laughs> Dallas and Houston. Oh, man. So the Mavs pick up the win, 116 to 106, which you, you would expect. Uh, again, though, the Mavs, they rely on a massive, massive output from Lucas. Uh, 26 points, 14 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals. That's the recipe for success. In the uh, in Mavs land, I mean, look, it's it's pretty much wherever Luca takes us, that's where we're going to go. If Luca has an off night, we're losing. If Luca has a good night, then we've got a shot to win games, and that's that's overly reliant on one player for my liking, uh, as good as he is. And we also see Kristaps Porzingis go down with a back injury. Uh, how severe it is, we don't know. It sounds like it was more of a precautionary thing, but only nine points for him, three rebounds. He definitely has not. We were hoping this was going to be kind of a bounce back year for him. Have not seen that so far up to this point. You did get 16 points out of Tim Hardaway Jr., but before we jump to the Rockets, I figured we should start here. Uh, Reggie Bullock did get 16 points, including four of nine from deep. So that was nice to see. 
even coming in off the bench, although I know a lot of Mavs fans are saying, well, why are you running Reggie Bullock off the bench when the whole point was to put shooting around Luka and now you're not <laughs> playing him with Luka? What's, Jason Kidd, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to play Chris Epps at the five, so that means you have to play another defensive guy, which is why Finney Smith gets in yeah. there. I think they're also leery of going, although you're not going to be necessarily small in terms of height, but Bullock and Hardaway are not rebounders. Yeah. And Porzingis is not a good rebounder. So you're really putting the pressure on Luca. I mean, he had 14 in this game, but you're in pressure on him and then whatever five is in the game, generally Dwight Powell, to start games to to do everything on the boards then. At least Finney Smith will get on the boards a little bit. Mm. He's probably yeah, I'm not gonna say probably. He's the best defensive player on this team. Um, so I think that is also um, you know, why you're just not gonna see Reggie Bullock start. But yeah, I, there's there's room for me. Yeah. The two with him and Hardaway around uh Luca. You mentioned Luca was great Boban. I thought when he came in, because Houston plays with two bigs a lot, mm-hmm. whether it be Tyson Wood to start or uh Schengen and Wood or, or Tyson Schengen on occasion. Um, they'll go with two bigs. This was a good spot to get Bobon in there. Eleven points on five of five shooting. Uh just kind of did did those. But Jalen Brunson really good. Eleven assists off the bench. For him, he really came in and was running the offense uh, quite mm-hmm. well. Um those minutes he can give them with Luca are so important too, because that allows Luca to just kind of take a possession or two off yeah. on offense. It's just hard because you're not going to get any, any traction defensively with those two in the game. So it's a weird roster construction for Dallas a little bit. I feel like maybe there's a trade coming later that'll, you know, reset right. things, but so much of it is it's just Porzingis relying. And, and what's rough is he had just played a pretty good game. And now we're right back to he's, he's hurt and we'll, we'll see what ultimately happens with, with him. But it's like, it's, it's, the definition of one step forward, two steps back with that guy kind of for what, five years running now, it feels yeah. like on the rocket side, they're bad, but at least unlike OKC, who I just ripped, they're bad with a, with a, with a purpose, I think a pretty good vision. Yeah. And they're a really fun watch. Um, just be careful if you sit close to the floor in a rockets game, cause there's going to be balls sailing up into the crowd because they throw all over the gym. Um, they play, they, 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 they get up and down. The floor <laughs> they, they need the netting like in baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might, you definitely might need that. Um, ugly shooting night for Jalen green and Kevin Porter jr. It kind of is what it is. Uh, Christian Wood, it's going to go unnoticed, I think this year, but he's, he's putting up some, some numbers. Yeah. Um, they're just going to be so bad that I don't know that people are going to pick up on it. Uh, Schengen, not not his best no. game off the bench. Um, and then I'm looking forward to sometime in the next few months when Eric Gordon and DJ Augustine are are gone. Nothing against those two guys. Just there's no role for them on this Rockets team. Unlike Daniel Tice, who serves a role as the third big with their two younger bigs. Those two guys, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for them to to be there, especially Gordon eating up those wing wing minutes, um, off ball wing minutes. It's just I don't know. I, I'd rather see yeah at this point Armani Brooks, Josh Christopher, I'd rather see those guys than than Gordon. But this is about making sure teams know, hey, Eric Gordon's you know he, he's healthy, he's good, and trade for him while he is healthy. And good. Yeah, I'd imagine that every GM in the NBA had got a text message last night from the Houston Rockets. And all it was, was just a screenshot of Eric Gordon's stat line from, from last night, 22 points, seven for 11 shooting three of five from three. And then maybe a little something saying like, 
want to talk trade, right? Like, like this is exactly what you want to showcase to other teams before you're going to move a guy at 22 point outing. Uh, he was a plus 13 on the night, which is a team high, but you mentioned Christian Wood. Great stuff from him. 17 and 16. Uh, he's, he's one of my guys in the NBA where I think he can be a lot better. I think he would be on a good team. He'd be getting a lot more recognition for how good he really is. But Agreed. on the Rockets, you don't get quite as much attention because they're a bad team and they continue to lose. Jalen Green uh, had a big night a couple of nights ago, but was not as effective tonight. Four for 16 shooting. It's going to be how it goes. Yeah. He's a rookie. That's yep. what that's, that's what rookies exactly, do. Yeah. But still yep. very excited yeah, moving forward. Great one night and then not great the next. Yep. yep. All right, let's get into your let's team. Let's do it. Uh, Lakers and Spurs. I think the big story out of this uh, at the top is um, Anthony Davis late in regulation, bang knees. Mm-hmm. Um Limped for a minute, stayed in, played the entirety of the overtime. Uh, after the game, he said it was just a little stinger. Frank Vogel, knowingly, right, especially on the first night of a back-to-back, was very, well, let's see how he feels in the mm-hmm. morning. Um, but sounds like he avoided anything serious, which is you know clearly really important. The, the Lakers, the last thing they need is another guy uh, injured. It's it's getting to the point of you know absurdity with the number of players out lebron sat out everybody's saying it's nothing big this is yeah. uh, i like what vogel said is we're prepared for america yeah and that there's no reason to play him um you know in a game spurs are frisky and they're tough but you feel like you should win uh without him i have to wonder too i'm curious to get your thought yeah. on this if, if we talked a lot about why you go get Russell Westbrook is so when one or two of the other guys is missing, you have one or two, two still there. I get to wonder if Vogel was a little bit like, all right, LeBron's banged up enough that sitting is probably the right thing to do. But let's get a look what it can look like if we let Russ cook with the ball in his hands. Like it was that maybe part of the thinking here. Well, let's get let's get a peek at what this maybe looks. So like. let's let's prove it. Let's show everybody exactly why we we did this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that LeBron. So LeBron went from being probable for the game, and then suddenly yesterday he jumped to jump down to questionable, and then was out. Um, usually, if you do turn your ankle when you travel, if you fly, that's not good. It doesn't feel good. Um, I think yeah. that he is probably okay. I mean, if this was a playoff game, he would have played. If this was something yeah. serious, they wouldn't have put him on a plane, right, to deal with with yeah. the swelling and stuff that can come with that. So I think he's going to be okay. But but you're right. I mean, this did give them an opportunity to say, okay, Russ, go do your thing, and he did. He did 33 points, yeah. 10 boards, eight assists, three steals. This is the best he's looked as a Laker. <laughs> so he had a, yeah. he had a really nice performance. Anthony Davis definitely concerning. Uh, what was particularly concerning was in the moment. You couldn't see that he had banged knees. They had to go through yeah. like four different angles, and then there was an overhead view because there was just so much traffic in the paint. You finally saw an overhead view where at first it looked like it was just on his jump that something happened, and you went, oh, no, that's non-contact, bad news. Yep. And then you got the angle where you saw the banged knees. I don't know if he'll play tonight against OKC. The Lakers, of course, will, um, will be very conservative with him just like they were with LeBron James. But uh, but yes, fortunately, contact injury and doesn't look like it's going to be something that will hold him out for too long. You mentioned the the injuries for the Lakers, Keith. How crazy is this? People are upset with Frank Vogel for his rotations, and don't get me wrong, there's some reason for that. Like Russell Westbrook and Rondo should not be on the floor at the same time. That's that's bad bad yeah. news. Yeah, I gotta stop. That. Yes, <laughs> but Frank Vogel last night, five rotation players out, and the ten players he had, six guards. One wing, three bigs. Yeah. That was the combination. Go, Frank. Make something make something work with that. 
Oh, good luck. You know what? I got to think Malik Monk earned himself some more minutes uh, here, especially with LeBron uh, back out there. What I would like to see is in those minutes where Davis is at the five. I think that's a, I I think they tend to think, all right, AD's at the five now. We don't need the extra shooter Mm -hmm. out here. I think that's where they're almost feeling like this is where we can get away with Rondo Westbrook. I'd like to see play Monk in those minutes over Rondo. Um, with Russ, with uh, LeBron and Bazemore, Carmelo, whoever it is you want to put in there as the fifth guy, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not Rondo, I think you're fine because I think you saw just the value of his spacing, what that opens up for everybody else. Because now it's somebody you have to track defensively. You have to follow Mm -hmm. him. You have to stay on top of him. And I I think that's um, really, really important. There, I think, um, you know, they got – Good minutes out of the two bigs, out of out of Dwight and um and uh, DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. I thought they were okay, yes. and I think the Spurs are the right kind of team you can do that against. Although the Spurs only play really with one big at a time, whether it be Pirtle, Eubanks, yeah. um, out there, their guards are not going to kill you in pick and roll plays where Jordan's dropping back to cover the rim and they're pulling up and all these other things. They just don't have guards like that. So I think think uh, this was the right night. I mean, a lot of it was out of necessity, of course, but I think this was the right night to to let the two bigs uh, run a decent chunk of the minutes yeah. out there. But yeah, all, all around, you know, this was a night where you could see this is why you have uh, the the three star players. Uh, so when one of them is down on the Spurs side, Dejounte Murray, man, he didn't shoot it no. well, but he did everything else well. That guy is is tough. Fifteen assists, twelve rebounds, uh, two blocks. He continues to be one of the best rebounding and shot blocking guards in the league. Um, got downhill quite a bit. Uh, did did his thing thing there some, and then uh, Jakob Pertl, um thought early on that uh, that the First time AD went down was scary. Yeah. Um, when he tried to block it on Pirtle and Pirtle, uh, you know, sent it back and AD went kind of spiraling on the floor. Those plays are always a little scary, but 27 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks for Pirtle. He's kind of do, doing his thing in the middle. They're, they're just very limited offensively, the Spurs are. Yeah. They, they, they don't have a ton of creation outside of Murray. Uh, Vassell shot it well. Walker did okay. Walker can do a little bit more off the bounce. Um, rough night for my guy, Keldon Johnson. Uh, tough matchup for him with try, trying to guard AD, just giving up a lot of size yeah. uh, there. And then Doug McDermott getting hurt. He wasn't playing well, but I think that threw everything kind of out of whack for the Spurs. But they get a lot out of, you know, credit to Pop for going small at times, playing with, you know, really kind of that four out thing, which that's really something they discovered in the bubble. Right. Um, and went with quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. They had a they had a solid night. And you know what I'll say? The Lakers, their defensive miscues were certainly evident and that popped the spurs free a number of times you saw lonnie walker five for seven from three uh vassell had was five for nine from three they had some guys who really caught fire um and that helped keep them close and then pertle was was great again 14 boards three blocks 27 points but like you said just a little bit undermanned here but they i mean they they hung around the lakers couldn't seem to put them away yeah and the spurs were able to in fact the spurs made a big run in the third quarter the lakers have been terrible closing out quarters and uh end of the third the spurs were actually up uh they got up double digits and the lakers had to battle back because the spurs just kept coming kept coming the home crowd got them fired up and that's uh that's credit to them yeah. and uh and greg popovich yeah and clearly that did that's 
it's not what it was in the 2000s, but clearly the Spurs still are uh, you know, ready to go after the the, the Lakers mm-hmm. when, they, when they have a chance. But we're a lot of Laker fans in that building. We travel well. Too, it felt like. <laughs> and it's, I know they travel well, but come on, Spurs fans, you can't. You, that's not not all right. You, you go keep, keep them out of there. Don't 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 sell your tickets. It's what the secondary market has done, man. For the teams that travel mm-hmm. well, now it's easy to get those tickets. Uh, hey, Jeremy in the chat, shout out, watching from Australia. Nice. So, uh, getting late late night in Australia. Let, let us know what what the weather's like tomorrow <laughs> as you, you cross over here uh, into the next uh, time timeline. All right, what else you got on this one? Anything else, or you want to move? Uh, on? That's that's about it. Other other than that, I'll say uh, this was this game. It was a little bit of an earlier start, so my daughter was awake while the game started, and uh, and the quote <laughs> of the night was, "Mommy, why why is Daddy yelling at the game so much?" It, it was it was <laughs> ugly for for some solid chunks of it. So uh, if you if you need any anything more on that, check my Twitter timeline, and you'll see how I was feeling about this game in the middle of it. <laughs> I love it. When our daughter was very young, I was watching a uh, Boston College football game and they were playing like crap. And I yelled out at one point after a turnover, I yelled out, damn it. And our daughter then ran around the house yelling, daddy, damn it, daddy, damn it. <laughs> and no lie, right then the, the, the doorbell rang and it was uh, uh, people coming around to see if we'd be interested in their church as our daughter is running around Ooh. yelling, daddy, damn it, in the background. So, <laughs> yeah, good good times that day. All right, Denver, mm-hmm. Utah, um, probably the game that should have been the best yeah. uh, of, of the night um, ended up not being – it was a great first half. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the story out of this one, 24 points, six rebounds, six assists in the first half was really doing it all for the Nuggets, but bang knees with Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. late in the Scary. first half and then did not return after halftime. Again, much like Anthony Davis, sounds like he's not serious. Sounds like he'll be okay. Um, so the knee felt a little bit weak, so uh, uh, Michael Malone held him out, but hopefully he, he's uh, we're going to see Jokic be okay there because because they were not good without no. him in the second half. Uh, com- really kind of turned into a completely different game. Hey, I will. So here's rant number three oh boy. and final rant of the show. Stop playing all bench lineups, Michael Malone. They yeah. are awful. They stink. Your bench is not that good. They're, they have good bench players when they're mixed in with the starters. I get it. Jamal Murray is injured. Jokic got hurt in this game, but this has been all year. He's been going to these five-man bench lineups with Compazzo, Dozier, Rivers, uh, and both of the greens, and they stink every single night and every single time he plays them, even if it's for short minutes, they get blitzed. They, they, I think it was this game, but it may have been the game prior. They came in and immediately let up like a 14-0 run. And that was it. And then he then he went back to to playing starters. Now, if you're going to play the starters, Michael Porter Jr. has to play better. Very disappointing start to the season yes. for MPJ. We thought he might step the up. Shooting. He's one of those guys who's going to be consistent. Yeah, he's just not hitting his yeah. shots. So this game, he was uh, three of eleven from three. Um, so maybe get inside a little bit more. Then you are six with ten, and that's where the KD comps fall apart for me. Everybody. Not everybody, but a lot of people want to say he's like Kevin Durant. Um, doesn't score as good off the dribble as Kevin Durant does. And he just, Kevin Durant is, when he's not hitting the three-pointer, he's going to get to the basket. He's going to get into those mid-range fallaways and turnarounds. Uh, Porter Jr. just doesn't have that in his game. Yeah, and then Aaron Gordon, I don't know if you saw Did you see the how he, 
At one point, he got the ball swung to him. He was so wide open, and the Jazz fans were begging him to shoot the three-pointer. I did not see that. He missed it more. Oh, my God. It was awful. He missed it so badly. And it's a little tough because he played a pretty good game other than that. But, yeah, so that's – that. But they said it would be a short reign. It was just get rid of the all-bench lineups. They don't work. They stink. You're just throwing – uh, chunks of the game yeah, away. I, I mean, you go down the bench. You look at the 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 Nuggets starters, all positive and plus minus, with the exception of a few yeah. guys, right? But then you go down the yeah. bench, minus eleven, minus twelve, minus seventeen, minus ten, minus eighteen. Gee, I wonder, yeah. wonder what, wonder what lost this game. That was it. Um, it's also it's ridiculous that Jokic got hurt. Missed half the game, and if you looked at his <laughs> stat line, you would have no idea you if you didn't look at the minutes. Yeah. 24 points, yep. six boards, six assists, three threes, eight of nine shooting. You'd be like, hey, that was a pretty good night. Yep. <laughs> he only played half the game. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that's one where you you feel unfortunate because if Could've you been played crazy. the whole game, we might add like a you know 40, 10, and 10 kind of yeah. kind of night out of Jokic there. On the Jazz side, kind of did what the Jazz do. Gobert was good defensively. 16 uh, boards. Good on the boards. Yeah. Um 23 points, finished well at the rim, especially after Jokic was out. Uh, Donovan Mitchell continues to not shoot the ball great. He was only one of nine from three, but uh, made most of his two-pointers um, as, as he was really good at attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets just don't have a lot of size inside. Um, uh, even coming off the bench with the two greens, I think that's okay in some matchups. This was just not the night for that. Mike Conley had a nice game. And then the difference was the jazz bench was very, very good. And the nuggets bench was very, very bad. Uh, Clarkson 19 Ingles 13 Whiteside 10, uh, off the bench. Those guys all played really well. And to kind of do your point, look at the box score and look at the plus minuses and you'll see the difference was when both teams had to go into their backups. Yep. Yep. That's it. Exactly. Um, you know what the jazz, I think just have that overall, that, that well-rounded attack and that ultimately won the day. If you look, I mean, the, the nuggets were able to keep it close, at least in the third. I mean, they actually even won the third quarter, 26 to 25, but it was the fourth quarter where the jazz said, yeah, without Jokic, you're not going to be able to hang with us. And uh, and pulled away and got the win, which brings uh, Utah to now three and zero on the season, unbeaten so far. One of the unbeaten teams left in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, I think three left I now. Believe so it's the Bulls, the Jazz, and some. Yeah, let me look. So there's somebody who's four and zero in the West. Uh, that would be the Warriors. Uh, gosh, yeah, that's right. I I was like, I know there's somebody. I just they just looked at it this morning. Um, yeah, and then the only other news. Um, that came out of yesterday that I saw that um, is is really good news. Is sounds like Karis LeVert is close to coming back for mm-hmm. the Pacers. Um, they they maybe tonight. He's questionable for tonight's game uh, for Indiana. He is um had a some back soreness as they started um uh, the season, and they said four games in we'll reevaluate him, and or four games in they reevaluate him. There was uh, quite a lot of footage which you you'll sometimes get the media in at the end of a practice, and you'll get the the end of some right. practice stuff and they actually let them in there which probably was purposeful to see him playing some three on three at the end and he looked fine he looked looked great seemed to be moving well so uh that's that, that'll be good news for the uh indiana pacers to get him back he's somebody that that they they need um there but he's certainly not going to help their defense and they're going to get that figured out because right now their, their defense is not playing yeah. so well yep but uh but good that he's healthy though i mean obviously it's a guy guy we're rooting yeah, for and hopefully yep. he's able to get back out yep. there on the floor and be at 100 percent yep all right yeah busy night tonight in, yes. in the league 
Um, one cool thing, though, little window at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Eastern, Magic and Hornets. That's the only game on for the first half hour of the night. So good chance to check out the Hornets. Who are really yes, they fun. are. Um, they, they get up and down the floor, play a really fun style, and check out the Young Magic and see see what they're doing. And then we've got a pretty good uh, busy night the rest of the night. Celtics, Wizards, Hawks, Pelicans. Heat, Heat Nets, Nets could get Nets, interesting. Raptors. Yeah, Heat Nets is is definitely one to keep an yeah. eye on. Uh, I kind of think that maybe ESPN wishes they had that versus the Hawks and uh, the Zionless Pelicans yes, for sure uh, tonight. But when you go full Zion, that's what you get. Uh, Timberwolves Bucks at eight, Lakers at Thunder, as you mentioned in the back to back there at eight o'clock, uh, ten o'clock Grizzlies Trailblazers. That's an ESPN game. That's fun. Kind of kind of two smaller market games there. King Suns at ten, and then Cavs Clippers closes it out at ten thirty. So de- definitely some some games uh, worth keeping an eye on there. But check out Magic Hornets in that early window if you have league pass because i think think that's a uh you know really kind of fun game to to get a peek at in at, at those two teams and uh the the blazers just got called out by their coach by chauncey billups so yeah. how do they bounce back from that and then john moran against damian lillard i mean kind of hard not to be excited for that one as well so a lot of storylines going especially in late night on the east yep. coast yeah, you, 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 and in a guarantee, King Sons will probably be at least kind of yes. risky. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in Davian Mitchell against Chris Paul. Can he kind of get in under Chris Paul's skin with the way he's kind of all over guys defensively? Right. You know, is that is that turn into one of those where that somebody gets a technical and those kind of things? That'll be uh that that will be uh something that's going to be be fun to monitor as well. But yeah. Busy night. Yep. Good night. That's right. All right, Keith. Well, if there's any other news that pops up uh, later today, we'll address that. But otherwise, enjoy a night of NBA basketball. And we'll be back tomorrow to break that all down. Uh, Keith, any parting thoughts? Uh, no, I, I'm good, okay. man. I, I got got all got got, all got the rants out. I feel better now. I'm not uh, not ranting, so I'm, yeah, I feel I feel good now. Now, now I'm ready to go. About all right, that. everybody, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, and don't forget to turn on notifications as well. Till next time, stay safe and see you.